Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersock. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod or send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Well, Kyle, we have quite an eventful episode today. We still have a ton to talk about with our best Disney sing-along songs VHS bracket. And by the way, hope you had a good Disneyland trip this uh, last weekend. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll definitely break it down on another episode and compare our parks experiences because today's a full agenda. And first thing is first, Chris, we've done it. We've hit the Century Club because today we are celebrating 100 episodes of Let's Mouse Madness. Go. How exciting. 100. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we made it. You know, like we did number one and I'm like, this was a terrible idea. Maybe five episodes <laughs> and no one's <laughs> yeah, going to listen to it. Um, but it's been a great ride. I'm super thankful for like all of the friends that we made along the way, all of the memories we've shared and all of the laughs. Um, thank you, all, all you listeners out there. Thanks for the support. If you're listening to this episode, you are a real one. And speaking of friends, we're welcoming back Barry to the show to help us finish off the Disney sing-along songs VHS bracket. Barry, what's up? You know, not too much. Was able to uh, really digest all the stuff we talked about last time and I'm ready to go. It's like there's we talked for two hours about these things <laughs> and there's still more. We talked with two hours and I don't know how we're going to really elaborate on these things. Oh, I've but got I some things. Oh, yeah. There's still a lot to say. Um, so before we get there, we got to talk about some spoonfuls of sugar. We're going to need some of those. Kyle, what do you got? Yeah, after thinking about last week's episode and you brought up a point uh, that I believe it was in the, the camp out uh, at Walt Disney World one or no, definitely wasn't. It was at the beach party at Walt Disney World one where our friends go on a, a little tiki adventure. I was immediately in the mood for a Mai Tai and couldn't wait for us to record the second episode so that I could make myself one. So it's the return of the spoonful of sugar Mary Poppins mug, and in it is a classic Mai Tai, uh, imagining that I am still at the parks at Trader Sam somewhere, sipping on one of these. I would love it. Chris, what do you have? Well, folks... I mean, we're out here celebrating 100 episodes. We're out here doing Disney sing-along, so we might as well drop some more news. Uh, your boy's moving to the bay. Yes, he is. Woo -woo. Bay boys. We're we, we about to have Mouse Madness World Headquarters in <laughs> the Bay Area, and I can't wait. But before I move in a couple months, I have so much alcohol I need to drink. Yeah. Like, I have, I have officially set a rule for myself. No more purchasing any alcohol whatsoever. Even sour beers, like I have to drink everything I have because what am I going to do? Like put it in a moving truck and pay like hundreds of dollars for these heavy alcohol bottles to sure. be moved across the country? I mean, you could or you could just drink it all. Yeah. So uh, I apologize in advance for my spoonfuls of sugar being kind of thrown together. Not that they aren't already, <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> especially in the next few months. Um, so I went with uh, some caffeine-free diet Coke and some mezcal. 
Oh my uh, gosh. Call it the uh, Phantom Manor. And and I am drinking the Phantom Manor out of the 50th anniversary uh, Haunted Mansion mug that Kyle uh, got me on our last episode of Shop Disney Roulette. So we got a little anniversary thing going on. Uh, Barry, what do you got? I also have been kind of lazy, so sorry to everybody who is doubting my creativity. I have a Lover Boy sparkling hard tea. It's delicious. It's white tea peach. So we're just going to tie this back to Alice in Wonderland like I'm having a little tea party by myself. So that's what we're going that's with. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's all you need. A little, little tea party to get you going for these sing-alongs. So uh, nice little segue. We got anniversaries. We've got the Shop Disney Roulette mug. We wanted to mark this special occasion with a little game of Shop Disney Roulette. It's time. Just to remind everyone what the series score is, Kyle went up to zero. I did. With the Eeyore Poof uh, bag charm and the freaky Donald Duck hat. But Chris evened the score with a flubber Christmas ornament. Sure did. And the Buzz and Woody shot glasses. That's right. So this is a uh, this is either Kyle going to be taking the lead again or Kyle blowing a two zero lead. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. So we're celebrating hundred episodes, which is a huge milestone because a lot of podcasts don't get out of twenty. Usually, a lot of them die after that. So the fact that we're still going two years later, two and a half years later, is insane. So we wanted to celebrate. So so the shop Disney topic that we decided to employ on ourselves is anything anniversary related. Uh, this could be parks. This could be movies. This could be characters. So Chris and I have sent each other something anniversary related. We are going to open them here live on the show. And Barry is going to decide what is the weirdest anniversary gift. So you're, you're just... Based on the gifts, and then whoever's gift that was that sent it gets their gets their banner. This, their, this is a lot banner. of pressure. This is a it's lot a of pressure. pressure. <laughs> Chris, as the returning champ, back to back, I'm gonna let you open your gift first. All right. So uh, I believe I got my box first. So this came to me a very small package. Yeah. Um, it is sent from washington (laughs) i had to run through my little state abbreviations (laughs) real quick i don't see any ebay branding on this label so i think i think it might be uh etsy okay or just craigslist like who knows um it's small it's extremely light um there are a lot of pins out there in the universe a lot of anniversary related pins so like if i was gonna take a guess as to like what's in this small and light box i would say it's an anniversary pin of some kind but we're gonna find out we've got a oh what the oh i mean i was kind of right you are so uh, there's nothing there's nothing in here this is just there was no like fun notes no freebies which is something a lot of disney merch sellers do um this is just a bubble wrapped uh thing and uh oh my gosh what am i gonna do with this this is oh I thought it was going to be a 50th anniversary Disneyland, but this is 50th anniversary of Snow White 
uh, name badge for a person named Russ. <laughs> uh, I don't know like where this is this a the parade in the parks or is this like a screening of Snow White? I could not tell you to be honest. So this was an eBay purchase, and oh, okay. I I was searching for anniversary stuff that you might not get me. So I was trying not to look too closely into parks. Wasn't trying to. Look, I was trying to. I like searched by movie anniversary, and I got to Snow White uh, after thinking of a few movies and a name tag with the name Russ came up with the anniversary of Snow White on it, and I said this is would be the weirdest thing to receive as a gift. So I had to get it for you. I'm glad that you're putting it on. You're you're wherever Russ is, I hope this is a happy story. I hope it, they weren't getting rid of Russ's name tag on eBay after Russ is Russ gone. Russ was desperate <laughs> desperate for money. He's like, yeah. maybe I can cash in this name tag. Exactly. Um, exactly. Looks good on you. Let's go. I'm like a, basically a cast member now. It's got one of those like backings that's that cl- like locks in place so it doesn't fall off. Right. Um, which is clutch when you're on the job. Russ, Russell, Rusty, whatever your full name is. This, this episode's for you. For you. You know, you can walk All around right, the park. Uh, you should walk around the park in a suit and that name tag and no one will question you. <laughs> my mom once yeah. did it in, in the early 90s. They oh my gosh. In business attire. Went to the front of the line just pretending that they worked there. That's amazing. It was great. How long would they like let you stay in the park until someone came up and was like, like I don't think anyone ever who, called who them are on you? it. I mean, wow. this was the early 90s, but they, my uncle was in a suit because they went after like a business meeting or something. And they said he just looked important, went into the ride, like said a couple things about how he needed to check something out or was with corporate. <laughs> what the heck? And they walked right on. Sketchy. Right. <laughs> but if sketchy you have the story. name tag and the suit, I think you've got it. All right. So now it's my turn. Uh, I got this package and I immediately texted Chris that I was very excited to open it because as you know, and as you've probably heard on the show when we've done this, I'm very into eBay packaging. It's an interesting art form that these eBay sellers uh, possess because They will use anything that they have around them to package these gifts. And this one is unlike any other. It showed up on my doorstep in a sun-made raisins box. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the label on it in a sun-made raisins box. And so I saw that it was delivered on whatever notification. And uh, I went downstairs and I saw this sitting amongst other packages. I was like, yeah, that's mine. That raisin one is definitely mine. <laughs> and yes, it was. So now I will open it. It's like a, it's like a, uh, not quite a Costco, maybe like a Safeway sized of like, what does it say? Ten and a half cups of raisins, sun dried raisins, because uh, who you who doesn't need that many raisins? And uh, it's very well taped. So I'm going to uh, open this up and Chris will fast forward in the editing so that you just hear me opening it later. So this seller was very, very communicative, which is like a good thing sometimes, but also really annoying sometimes. They're like, hey, I see that your package arrived today. Can I please get feedback? It's like, I'll give you feedback, but I don't know what the package condition is because I didn't get it sent to myself. Tell the seller it's phenomenal. <laughs> also, if you're wondering uh, 
how how much raisins is ten and a half cups? It is four pounds split into two. Oh bags. my gosh! Okay, we've got it. Uh, it's full of packing peanuts, so that's a mess. And there's something that resembles a party hat in it. <laughs> I see the I see the the point of a of a cone, which makes me think this is a party hat. And I'm afraid to like pull it out because. It feels fragile. So I'm going to just dump out all of these packing peanuts onto my desk and hate myself later for it. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. So <laughs> it was a party hat. It is a 10th anniversary of the Disney store party hat. <laughs> just like a, a paper coned party hat. Oh. And the, the, <laughs> the rubber band on it just broke, so I can't even really wear it. Oh, no. But inside the party hat was a wrapped bag of something. And this is a very, like, 90s Disney store goofy bag. Wow. Which I'm actually really into. <laughs> and in it are 10th anniversary balloons. <laughs> oh, no. Just a handful of 10th anniversary balloons. Chris found the last Disney store employee and and bought from them. Um, And then within that is something else that is like pin sized. And it is a, oh, that's kind of dope. It is a 10th anniversary of the Disney store keychain. (laughs) Because who wouldn't want the 10th anniversary? Of the Disney store on a keychain. The logo is Mickey Mouse jumping through the zero of a 10. And it says a decades of dream, a decade of dreams. At the bottom, it says the Disney store. So what? So the, the, the seller said that he threw in a little extra. Right. When, when he contacted you. Right. So what was supposed to be this gift? The extras were the balloons, apparently. (laughs) They were just like, wow, this guy must really love the Disney store. I'm going to throw him like all of this stuff that I have. This is amazing. Okay, Barry, you've seen the two gifts. We have a anniversary Disneyland, maybe a name badge with the name Russ on it that Chris has over there. And then on my side, I have... A handful of 10th anniversary Disney store balloons, a 10th anniversary like birthday party hat, and a 10th anniversary keychain. What to you is the weirdest Disney anniversary gift? I think that the more complete set is what you've got going on over there with the keychain. I mean, that's like pretty legit. You got balloons. You're ready to have a party with your party hat and we needed a helium tank. Oh, for sure. But the weirder one, I think, is the Russ. Are you kidding bag. me? It's yes, not. It it's so weird. It's so <laughs> random. <laughs> Yours isn't weird. The, the, the keychain and the balloons aren't weird. I wouldn't describe that as yeah. weird. It's like you're ready to have a party. I think the, the weirdest thing is that you didn't even ask for balloons. <laughs> the weirdest thing is that someone kept all of that yes. from 1994 or whatever the 10th anniversary of the Disney store is. And like, was that listing on eBay for the last like 30 <laughs> years? And they were like, finally, someone bought it. Right, but and like, so they just but put I, all but it in there. 
this man named Russ or his family who's selling it. The weirder mm. story is to know what, what the hell is up with Russ. Yeah, that's true. I, that's really, somebody trying to clean out their basement with their 10th anniversary store stuff is not as weird as whoever this Russ may be. I really hope that they made their employees wear these party hats around the store because they are absurd and just silly. And I wish I could wear it, but the rubber band is 30 years old and snapped. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm I, shocked the rubber is still intact. Yeah. <laughs> like the elastic I, still works. I was hoping for the money shot of Kyle putting on the hat, but I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. They, they would have had to restore that, that rubber band before they sent it. But that means that my name is going back into the shop Disney roulette rafters. I take back the lead. It is three to two. Barry, thank you so much for validating the fact that I am the true champion of Shop Disney Roulette. And I look forward to, uh, Chris, our next one, which will probably be in a few months. And maybe you can redeem yourself. I I was so confident. I was so (laughs) confident. I was like, there's no way anyone's going to see this coming. But hey, that's how Shop Disney Roulette works. All right, y'all. Let's talk some Disney sing-alongs. So last episode, we debuted our field of 16 Disney sing-along VHSs that we set out to discuss. The Field of 16 was set by folks repping defunct Disney Parks gear at the Disney Parks. And to give you a reminder of where we left off, the number one seed, Disneyland Fun versus number nine, Fun with Music. The number four seed, Beach Party at Walt Disney World versus number 12, Circle of Life. Number 15, Under the Sea versus number 10, Be Our Guest. And the number three seed, I Love to Laugh, versus number six, zippity doo All right. I'll start us off because I did not get to talk a lot about Disneyland fun on the last episode. So I want to dive into it. Please do. This was a tape that we owned in the Bowersox house. This was one of the most watched tapes, like of all the tapes, was this Disney sing-along VHS of Disneyland fun. I mean, like... I have vivid memories of like each shot and I can watch it today and like know exactly what shot is coming next right. and know like the smallest like audio cues like during the Disneyland parade song at one point there are these two like xylophone clacks where they like go and it's like right when King Louie like shimmies his shoulders <laughs> it's just like like these smallest things like that uh, I remember from watching this tape so so many times I think it's absolutely worthy of its number one seed. I think if you're familiar with this um, like collection of media, you probably know Disneyland Fun or have seen Disneyland Fun. It's on YouTube. Uh, Disney Dan uploaded it, and it's got tons of views. I don't think there's comments on it uh, to avoid piracy cases and claims, but... Um, so we've got uh, Whistle While You Work to, to open things off. The Disney Parks characters getting ready for a day at Disneyland. You mentioned Roger Rabbit kind of like <laughs> forces himself onto uh, into that song. Uh, next up, you've got Step in Time, right? Yep. Uh, you were talking about how... It's the perfect opening of the gates uh, song, and, especially. And you were like, there's, there's, these all look like random people, you yeah. know? And, and it is hard to tell who the randoms are and who the actors are. Totally. I think one of my favorite randoms slash maybe extras in this whole VHS 
is the old guy with the mustache. Yep. (laughs) And he shows up so many times. We talked about in the weird Disney Parks character costume. Why can't they just make Geppetto a real person? And like, they should have cast this guy as Geppetto because he looks exactly like a Geppetto. And wouldn't you know it, by the end of the VHS, (laughs) 80s Geppetto himself does show up during When You Wish Upon a Star. Like, you cannot write this. Incredible. Uh, You've also, so you've got uh, walking down the middle of Main Street, USA. Do you have any information on that song? So it, it's big within like the parks nerds zeitgeist because it's been used in the parks a lot. And originally from what I could find, it appeared uh, as part of the main street section of the stage show. Disneyland is your land. Um, which was, <laughs> which was performed by the kids of the kingdom at Disneyland at the Tomorrowland stage uh, in celebration of Disneyland's 25th anniversary. Uh, Disneyland is your land is that song i think that also coincided with the 25th parade or maybe it was the 30th parade where it's the disneyland is your land but this song was a portion of that stage show in the 80s um which makes sense why it shows up in 1990 uh as a parade or like a a fake parade song um so yeah it was originally used for a stage show and they've just been recycling it ever since. So I I think I, I'm confident in saying that might be the most underrated sequence of the whole tape yeah. is the Main Street song. The choreo in that is like flawless <laughs> and the editing and camera movement is is choreographed just as well. Like yeah. they go, uh, you never alone. I left out. There's always someone there to pick you up, and they like pick up Minnie out of like the little streetcar, or when they uh, hear the music playing from the old time reactor, and and like the camera just like cuts just in time, kind of like pans to the side, and you got uh, like Pluto and Chippendale in the little uh, brass section. Yep, it's just like put together so well, and I know. The Disneyland Paris VHS is off this bracket now, but comparing the two, I I watched Paris first, and then I was like, "Dang, man! Like these people knew what they were doing with this song in particular <laughs> on Disneyland Fun." So I really, really appreciate that song in particular. Oh, uh, you got following the leader, which again, like that's a super overused song in um all of these sing-alongs. Oh my gosh, great outdoors. <laughs> terror the grim grim and ghosts is terror but the great outdoors just as terrifying yeah it, uh liver lips especially like they do this thing where they zoom in on the bears like they're singing and it's just liver lips face like it's i, I hate there's it. a scene in i hated that, it then and i hate it there's now. a scene in that where the kids are like running across a bridge on tom sawyer's island and it looks like they're they're like being chased by the country bears in those awful costumes. And the the, the black kid that keeps changing uh, actors throughout all of these looks like actually concerned <laughs> as he's running across this. He's like, "Is this re- are we shoot- are we live right now? Is this what? Because this is kind of terrifying." Um, then you got Zippity Doodah, which highlights some of the more thrilling attractions at Disneyland. And of course, got to talk about 
hip hop remix of Zippity Doodah oh, that well, was originally, I think, featured in a commercial for Splash Mountain, uh, where yep. you got some construction workers like dancing, but they <laughs> threw it in here. And I cannot ride Splash Mountain, um, and I will not ride to Tiana Tiana Mountain without thinking about. Well, you know it is a thrill when you go downhill and you're riding on a mountain (laughs) of your own free will. Like, wow. (laughs) That is art. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. I love it. I absolutely love that kind of corny stuff. Oh, you've got Rumbly and My Tumbly, which Mm -hmm. Parks Food has never looked so good as it does in Rumbly and My Tumbly. Mickey Mouse shaped nachos never look yes. so good. <laughs> yes. Until you watch the Paris version of this and the food that they're eating are pizza, Mickey shaped pizzas, and the pizza looks so awful. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even look like anyone should be eating those. And so when I watched that one after watching this one, I was like, oh no, there's no way that Paris is making it based on the pizza alone. It's awful. It's- but also, in Rumbly in My Tummy, Tumbly, uh, you get you get the poo costume that his like nose is a darker shade than the rest of his like fur. And I wonder, is that where the actor sees out of? Could like be. is it a screen mesh? Or is that nose just absolutely disgusting because all of the kids' little grubby hands have been touching it for the last six months and now it's just turned a darker shape it could be either one uh, and like speaking of weird costumes forgot to bring up with following the leader uh that goofy costume that i was trying to remember where he's inside of a like bucket yes and being carried by king louis yes <laughs> yeah like by a monkey. so weird uh yeah rumbly my tumbly it's always the time because i used to watch this tape when i was a little kid and i would get so hungry because it was like snack time by the time that it got to like the 21 minute point of this this tape of course you've got uh making making memories i don't know where that song came from do we have any history on that one um no i didn't look up it. i think that that kind of like is maybe the one song that i would remove from this whole thing is that one um and i used to hate that song because it is the song that plays immediately before grim grim and goes i was just gonna say I feel like I spent the entirety of making memories, like gearing myself up to go <laughs> get my mom, make her fast forward the tape. And I feel like I didn't even pay attention to this song because I saw it was coming <laughs> and would run to get a parent to fast forward through the next probably one and a half songs. Just impending doom during that song. It stresses great. me out. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you get into Grim Grim and Ghosts. And, like, what was the reasoning behind, let's take this good song, let's slow it all the way down, and make it as scary right. as possible. It's just not nice <laughs> to, like, little kids. When I, was, no. when I was, you know, five, six years old, those trees in Grim and, Grim and Ghosts, like, that's what I thought ghosts looked like. So, like, when I was a scared of the dark and a scared to go in the bathroom in the middle of the night... <laughs> I would be afraid that those trees from Grim and Ghost were in my bathroom. I'm like getting ready to scare me. It's the combination. Right. It's the combination of the scary costumes. Like even the Captain Hook one, like as you guys have discussed, is really, really terrifying and creepy. It's the combination of all the villains, all the costumes. Like 
I know that Maleficent is like a real person, not like a character costume. Like that used to scare the crap out of me. And then spliced in is the Haunted Mansion, which is spooky for a child. Like it's really quite scary. Yeah, I I like still have nightmares about this. It's it's no me gusta. Not a fan. While we're while <laughs> we're on the grim grinning ghosts conversation, uh I have a question about one of the characters here. Uh Maleficent. Boo. She shows up and she so what's the reasoning behind some Disney things having Maleficent being green and some aren't because in the movie she's not green she's like a gray but in this sing-along she's like not only green but she's like glistening sweaty green and i don't get where where we got that from i like am just now realizing that um because this version of Maleficent was like my intro to the character because we were not a Sleeping Beauty household. So like right. I know Maleficent as shiny boo Maleficent <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I, I never noticed that. That is pretty random. Isn't she like a pale, like a pale green in the in the original movie? So I, I'm scrolling through the movie right now on Disney Plus and she's like gray. Yeah. But there's a portion in like where she's in her like I don't know, her castle and the the lighting is dark and she does show up slightly green. Um and I know that's like her also her color of her like her power and stuff when she lures Aurora into the the room to prick her finger, but uh, she's like definitely gray, <laughs> like for sure. So I, I don't think know. maybe bizarre. just like gray makeup would not play in real life. Sure, sure. Maybe sure. look too much like a zombie or something. It's yeah. like I'm like looking at the video now. It's like green with full on glitter. Like as oh. if it was not enough, they just like put glitter all over her face. So it was extra yep. weird. Yep. Um. Yeah, her face looks mad slippery. So <laughs> after Grim and Grim and Ghost, you get the, the Disneyland parade song, which like is an old, old song that when we were doing parade mm-hmm. research, we heard it was like Mickey's birthday. It was like the fifth ever Disney parade or something. Um, right. And they just changed the words. But I think the footage they used from like half of it was just fantasy on parade, which was like the longest running parade in the park's history. Um, and then they, and then they did, Party Gras at the end. They got the inflatables yeah. from Party Gras and like the dancing sun and all of the uh, confetti and stuff. So that that's kind of like a cool snapshot in Park's history. Uh, and then it all ends with uh, When You Wish Upon a Star. And that's when I start crying because I don't want the video to be over. <laughs> you've, got, you've got 80s Pinocchio hugging little kids. You've got Pluto licking a kid's face with his tongue. Uh, and then Mickey shoots fireworks out of his fingertips. And then the video's over. The thing I really like about this tape is that it uses mostly Disney songs that come from the Disney, li- like the known Disney library. And then, and then sprinkles in some of those mo- more obscure ones like your Mainstream USA, D- uh, Disneyland Parade, Making Memories. Uh, great Outdoors? Did we? I, mean, I don't know. 
where does that is that from uh jungle book or something or is that from the country bear jamboree maybe yeah yeah, i think it's probably from the country bear jamboree okay so um that's my breakdown of disneyland fun (laughs) it's going up against fun with music Uh, a lot of great educational aspects of fun with music that we talked about last week um you get a little oliver and company uh we get Tiki Room Let's All Sing, like the birdies sing. We get some Golden Afternoon. We get a dual hosting with the Owl and Ludwig von Drake. Um, and then you get some more interesting Boo Boo Boo, Green with Envy Blues, Old MacDonald <laughs> Had a Band, uh, Scales and Arpeggios from the Aristocats. It's going to be hard for me when I ultimately have to choose between is this going to go to some type of live action production or is this going to go to some type of compilation from just Disney footage? Um, but I'm not going to hopefully have to make that decision yet. I'm going with Disneyland <laughs> fun just because uh, I think it's j- high quality. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you because last episode I kind of established that I definitely lean towards these live action sing-alongs more. Uh, they just are a little bit more entertaining for me and and make me want to sing along. Um but until I officially move it on, I would like to uh, make some statements uh, so that people can stop screaming at their their headphones and at their phones and in their cars about where these songs came from. So making memories, you asked, where's that song from? And I was like, I don't know. So I used the time to look it up. It's a Sherman Brothers song. Obviously, it sounds very Sherman Brothers. And it's from a Kodak sponsored attraction called Magic Journeys. Magic Journeys was an attraction that was in uh, four different parks across 11 years. And it started in 1982 uh, as one of the opening day of attractions at the Journey of an Imagination Pavilion in Epcot. Nice. Uh, so this is just a Disney Parks song. Uh, it made its way to Disneyland in 1986. Uh, or no, in 1984 uh, in the space stage area uh, inside the new Magic Eye Theater until it was replaced two years later. By Captain EO. And The Great Outdoors is the very first song of the Country Bear Vacation Hoedown of the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, that was the second iteration of the show oh. uh, after, its, after its first run. So, Got it. Got uh, it. Just so that people have that little history tidbit. But I agree with you. Uh, Disneyland Fun is probably the strongest number one seed in the history of our podcast. This <laughs> just makes so much sense for this uh, bracket. And uh, yeah, you, you nailed it. Barry. Uh, any issues with Disneyland fun taken down fun with music? None whatsoever. I think, <laughs> I think like Chris, this one just is like a really big nostalgia thing for me. Um, it's just so good. And it's such a fun video from beginning to end minus the like four and a half minutes that I would fast forward through. Um, it's, it, it makes you feel like you're at the park and like, what more can you ask for from that? And, uh, yeah, I, I think it. this is a very, very, very strong uh, contender for the entirety of this entire episode. <laughs> right on. Let's move on to the next Elite Eight matchup. It's the number four Beach Party at Walt Disney World versus the number 12 Circle of Life uh, Beach Party with our boy Boo, with our purple Mighty Ducks jersey, with our shredding Aladdin rock band. Uh, this this is a very memorable one for me. It was it was very fun to watch. We 
started talking about this a little bit, uh, but we didn't dive fully into it. So in the middle of this, uh, the kids break up boys and girls and they go off on their own little adventures. Uh, the boys find pirates on a pirate ship and Barry brought up that they sing the pirate's life is a wonderful life uh, instead of Yoho. So the, the Peter Pan song as opposed to the attraction song. But at the very end, you get a light Yoho Yoho to end the song, which as like listening to it as a composition, I really appreciated that little nod to the ride uh, because you figured that's probably what they would sing about. Like that's the song they would sing. But when you think about what the lyrics of the song say, I don't know that like pillaging and and looting and stealing is something that they want a bunch of seven, eight year olds to be singing uh, on their VHS tape. Probably why they probably why they redid it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The girls go over to uh, a beach and they find Ariel, who apparently has just been sitting on this rock all alone all day. So sunburned. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they uh, they sing with her part of your world. And it sounded like, and I didn't look this up, but it sounded like Jody Benson re-recorded it for this special. Like it, it was a version of the song that I had never heard before. Uh, yeah. And then when I looked up the cast, it said that Jody Benson was voicing Ariel. So I want to know if this was a a recording, like a a demo that they just threw in there. If I would say probably, yeah. Which I which I thought was really cool. Uh, it's a very very iconic song in the Disney catalog, and it was cool to hear another version of it. Uh, I brought up that they do hot 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 at the at the um, on the beach, and there's a part in it towards the end. Like they're having a beach party, so of course you need hot hot hot. That's a beach party song. But at the very end, Goofy is shouting people out, and he goes, "I'm hot. You're hot. He's hot. She's hot." <laughs> And like, and it keeps panning on in on different like kids. And I was like, was this the choice? Was this the choice to have Goofy like saying like, I'm hot, he's hot, she's hot and, and panning in on these small children? I don't know that that felt really weird, even for the time. Um, I don't know this like I've never been to Walt Disney World, but if I was a kid watching this, I would definitely want to go <laughs> because this just seems like one big party and we don't even go into the parks. We're just like out at what was this the Polynesian? Well, yeah, like, that we ha- we do head to Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. OK, right, right, right. Um, there's a part in the Aladdin rock band in which scary Captain Hook is getting absolutely silly. Oh, yes. Dancing. Oh, yes. <laughs> He is throwing up some real moves. Just this this thing having such big teen beach movie energy is like, you know, obviously I'm going to like it a lot because I loved that decom. Uh, it's up against Circle of Life, which is one of those playlist type song or uh, VHSs. But this one is like a power packed one. And we talked about that last time. Like this is a lineup. If you're if you're thinking uh songs with the clips of the animation and and just full on playlist like it doesn't get much better than this without just giving you every movie's highest profile song um so like even when you think of um Aladdin right you get Prince Ali instead of part or instead of a whole new world which i think is the great choice 
for a sing-along, right? Like that, that's much more of the vibe than like, okay, let's slow it down in the middle of it or let's slow it down and like do this duet. It was way better to have Prince Ali. Uh, I will say it's definitely not the easiest song to sing along to if you don't know the words like by heart uh, because there's a lot of nuances and a lot of changes that Robin Williams throws in there, but it's fantastic. Um, Barry obviously brought up that she could recite Belle by heart. And so that's also a song that I think that most people can because it's it's a, it's one of the better storytelling songs that are in the uh, the Disney catalog. Uh, everybody wants everybody wants to be a cat, which fantastic. Besides the little racist scene, and then when you wish upon a star, is just how they feel like they needed to end a lot of these VHSs once you start crossing over into the '90s. And I I appreciate it. I know that uh, we've talked about how probably in the best song, how this is not necessarily this is an overrated like Disney song, but I think it's great as a as an ending piece to any sing along. And it might make you actually just want to watch more, right? You're like sad that it's over. That song kind of makes you feel like you want more. In this matchup, uh, I don't know, man. I just have a lot more fun with Beach Party at Walt Disney World. I think that the the it's that live action bias for me. It's the, uh, while it's not necessarily Disney songs, there's not a lot. There's like one, two, th- maybe three in this. Um it just has that energy of like early 90s Disney. And and I think that's a lot of what I, my bias is heading towards, being that I grew up with these VHSs as a kid in the 90s. <laughs> so sure, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with that personal bias. Number four is going to move on for me. I am going to agree with you simply because I really want to see Disneyland fun and the beach one. <laughs> Go head to head to see who goes to the finals because I think those are our two best live actions going up against each other. Uh, Circle of Life, I think, has some some bops, some 90s Disney bops. I think it's a good one to Circle throw on. Circle of Life got placed into the wrong conference. If they, yeah. they were in the right-hand side of the bracket, the, the animation bracket over there, uh, they might have a better chance, but yeah. Ran into Beach Party. I, I mean, I think it's a good one to throw on if you really want to sing some Disney songs that you know. But like you said, these tapes, That's you know, the it's peak 90s Disney. <laughs> this whole thing is peak 90s Disney. It's Disney trying as hard as they possibly can to speak to children because the <laughs> 90s was like a time of tremendous growth in the Disney company and they were trying to repair their image and trying to become that household name once again. Um, and this was just part of that equation, you know? So, uh, I appreciate the try hard nature of the, the beach one. So Barry, I, do you agree with, with sending this one on or would you have gone <laughs> yeah. hard for circle? Doesn't of life? look like it. I think I would have gone really hard for circle of life. I think, I mean, these are Disney sing-alongs and I think this particular video had the strongest playlist catalog from beginning to end in likability into not necessarily the most popular song like you said everybody wants to be a cat like is it's a more obscure movie i guess like people know all the princesses people know um aladdin people know um lion king people don't really watch the aristocats but that's a really catchy song that people would be into even if they've never seen it um you get two Lion King songs. I know that they they were trying to promote it, but 
personally, I'm a little heartbroken, but I'll <laughs> I'll pick up the pieces and move on. But I think when you're talking about sing-alongs, I think this had the best Disney song compilation out of every other VHS on this list. Um, but I have a feeling it was never going to get past Disney Funland at the end. So is is the Circle of Life a good sing-along song? Yes. It feels like <laughs> I don't know if if it was the um what was it the the Disney stars stars of Disney uh the Disney Mania <laughs> version I can see that being I feel a like single song even today but... even today at work I started to say ah Zavania and people join in everybody <laughs> know it's incredibly recognizable everybody knows it I uh, think it's a sing along and it's a very beautiful song and um. I'm just going to have to swallow my pride, I guess. Well, I think this next matchup, Barry, is going to be for you because we've got two (laughs) animated compilation tapes going back to back, uh, head to head. And we've got some good good, uh, playlists on here, too. We've got the number 15 under the sea versus number 10 be our guest. Looks like we had two upsets last episode. So uh, under the sea, it's the nautical-themed tape it's got uh, Captain Von Ludwig Von Captain Ludwig Von Jake. Drake hosting. We've got Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. We've got By the Sea, classic Mickey Short song. Never smile at a crocodile. Oh, Peter Pan action. That's what makes the world go round from Sword in the Stone, which is an awful movie. <clears throat> we got Kiss the Girl, which is from uh little mermaid we've got the codfish ball the shirley temple song that seemingly came out of nowhere sailing sailing the old sea shanty and someone's waiting for you from the rescuers which is kind of a weird way to wrap up song oh and then we got a whale of a tail i tell you whale of a tail that's the one (laughs) yep how can i forget the Twenty Thousand league song you shouldn't Uh, and be our guest. We have a much more stacked, solid lineup. We've got Bellanote, Heffalums and Woozles, Beauty and the Beast, World's Greatest Criminal Mind, which is kind of the slump. But then you got Chim Chim Tree and Once Upon a Dream. I mean, I do love the inclusion of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in the Under the Sea sing along. But this be our guest lineup is pretty stacked uh, when you put them up side by side with each other. I think. Heffalumps and Woozles is, is surprisingly very sing-alongable, and the, the animation sequence that goes along with it is really fun to watch, especially for kids. Uh, Chim Chim Tree, love incorporation of Mary Poppins anything, and Once Upon a Dream is just one of the greatest Disney sequences of all time. So I'm definitely going with Be Our Guest. And Spoonful of Sugar is on Be Our Guest. Okay, oh, you yeah. got that. And of course, the Be Our Guest itself. So, so yeah, right. the, it's, it's deep. It's a deep playlist. Super deep. And I mean, Under the Sea, I already kind of, uh, you know, put it down because it involves the, uh, the, the, not only the codfish ball, but what, that's what makes the world go round. And I know, Barry, you, you're fond of that song, but like every time we talk about Sword in the Stone on the show, I have to rewatch the movie because I never remember what's in it i will and say so when, that's the only scene i remember really okay well then that's, that's fair. <laughs> it's that's mostly fair. merlin and, just being a turn point yes that's mostly what it is um yeah i mean there's 
there's no other choice than be our guest on this one. It's just another one of those kind of powerhouse playlists. And uh, it has Bella Note in it. And I know that I said, is Circle of Life a sing-along? And these two have that same kind of, I mean, Circle of Life gets epic. Bella Note, I don't think you really think about until it's playing and you're like, wait a minute, no, this is a sing-along song. Like I could start singing it and everyone would join in, especially because it's just the same words over and over again. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. Be our guest. Uh, Barry, any issues with that? None. Just the world's greatest criminal mind is like the one asterisk on this entire video. But I can look past it for now. I mean, they've all got one, you know, like there's I don't think there's any even with Disneyland fun where you're like every song is amazing. Right, right, right. All right. Let's move on to our final elite eight matchup. It is the number three. I love to laugh versus the number six zippity doodah. Uh, I I spoke quite a bit about I love to laugh in its playlist uh, because it's very. Mary Poppins heavy with I Love to Laugh, obviously, and Supercalifragilistic. Um, and it has the Jolly Holiday to end it, which I think is a fantastic ending song for that playlist and that kind of theme of the the fun, the whimsy, the silly, uh, really. And I think they did a really good job with that playlist. Zippity Doodah is very interesting because this one starts with the Mickey Mouse March from the Clubhouse show. Uh, which it's it's a great song but it's also i don't it's, it feels like its own thing like you, i don't know that you necessarily need to put it into a, a sing-along I, I don't know well this was the first one right oh was it zippity doodah yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that was like number one 1. 1.1 okay. so i think they wanted to like open up the whole series with the anthem well, then that, yeah, then that definitely makes sense. Then we get into the fact that this is based around Zippity-Doo-Dah and, you know, not only is them trying to use like Song of the South to promote their their music, but they're using the scenes from the movies to do it after trying to hide the movies from people and essentially like not promoting it. It feels just very, very, I don't know wrong <laughs> and and we'll talk about how they use zippity doodah in other contexts as well because they use it in disneyland fun uh but this one is just straight up like here's here's song of the south and not only is it that but then it's followed by uh the uh following the leader which we see in freaking every single one of these vhs's and in this one specifically they leave in following the engines which is like not a great way to talk about Native Americans. Uh, and that's the whole problem with Peter Pan is the way that they depict Native Americans. And they chose to leave it in at this time, 1986. So it, sure, product of the time, but in the context of watching now, not great. And the fact that they kept it in when in Disneyland Fun, they changed it to animal stuff so that it fed so that it fit into like the jungle adventure land kind of theme, which was the right move. And that was only four years later. Um, so I have issues right off the bat uh, for that one. Davy Crockett's also played in Zippity Doodah, uh, the Davy Crockett theme, which unless you grew up in the 50s, who's going to know really this song? And it also has another engine reference in that song so it's this this whole 
playlist has some very nostalgic hits if you are, you know, a longtime Disney fan. Pre-1986, Very Merry and Birthday, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, It's a Small World. You love to see them use ride attraction. You you love to see them use attraction footage in these. Like I I that's why I liked um the one that used pirates in it. Um Give a Little Whistle from Pinocchio, which is a great song. Whistle while you work. Uh and more song of the south to end it it just feels kind of annoying that they did that um so just ba- like i mean basically based upon the fact that you get two engine references back to back in this context in this playlist uh, i got to cancel it i got to go i love to laugh i mean you you can't you can't have that up against like mary poppins playlist <laughs> you know it, it's going to be hard to beat that so the number three is going to move on for me. Yeah, I was going to say it's four strikes and you're out for zippity doo dah, especially when you're going up against Mary Poppins, which is just fire all the time. So I'm agreeing with you. Hey, Barry, we got four matchups here and you haven't had to break a single tie. How do how are we feeling right now? I I totally totally agree. I, I the the shame with the Pirates of the Caribbean and um, Small World are they're both great. I wish these. I wish they had like a, a follow up to Disney Funland with more rides that we didn't get to see. And that's how I feel about that. <laughs> All right. So we've got our final four matchup Disneyland Fun versus Beach Party at Walt Disney World. Other side, it's Be Our Guest yeah. versus, uh, I versus to I Love to Laugh. So, uh, all right, let's break down. It's the live action versus the uh, the animated. So we'll start with Disneyland Fun versus Beach Party at Walt Disney World. I did not realize the connection to the Teen Beach movie. Like, I needed you, Kyle, to spell that out for me because <laughs> I didn't see it at all. And it's it's perfect, you know? Yeah. Something that is very strange to me, uh, there's this kid, Bobby. Bobby is like this surfer looking kid with the longest blonde hair the kind of kid that when you're in elementary school like all of the uh, all all of the teachers love him because he's just adorable and all of the other students have crushes on him because he's got this (laughs) luscious hair and he presents himself as that way like in the beginning of the the tape when they're doing the the name naming of the kids Mm -hmm. but then when they get to blizzard if you will yeah when they get to blizzard beach inexplicably he has nerd glasses on and he says something super like nerdy that is like, as a matter of fact, that is correct. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was the most like out of place character thing ever. I don't know if some other kid like dropped out or what, but if I was going to give the nerd character to any kid, it would not be that kid. Also, why did you even leave it in? Just like that was totally not needed. Yeah, that's bizarre. This this uh, Disneyland fun tape is is so well executed. You know, like there are some quirky moments like the zip, 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 zip. But even then, there's not a whole lot of weirdness going on. I just like a really solid sing along with good songs going through Disneyland Park, get people excited. And I mean, this, this beach party one, like it has so many weird moments like that. And I think that's what makes it the better Disney sing-along to me because all of these tapes are thrown together. 
they take footage from old animated things, bring them back to life, and just put it into a, a mishmash, a Frankenstein creation of a tape, and put it out there and people buy it. And and I just appreciate that kind of weirdness really shining through in the Disney World Beach Party tape. And like Disneyland Fun will always have huge part of my heart. But I think when you look at the genre as a whole, when you take into account some of the other tapes like Pongo and Perdita and the Disneyland Paris one and the Camp Out one, like tapes that have been eliminated already. But when you look at all of them, it is a very quirky genre. Disney sing-along songs VHSs. Not exactly like oozing with quality. And that's what Disneyland Fun has. So that's why I think it is not the best Disney sing-along song VHS. So I'm going with Beach Party to the finals. Did that argument make any sense whatsoever? I'm I'm confused a bit, but sure. (laughs) Sure, Russ. Any 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 Yeah, whatever Russ says. (laughs) You're you're really taking on the Russ personality over there. Um Interesting. Uh, I don't even know where to start now. Uh, the thing about Disneyland Fun is that even though uh, it might not be the the weird, the the quirky, it might feel a little too polished for you. It might feel a little too perfect, maybe uh, compared to something like Beach Party, where they have those kind of weird things. Uh, I'd like to point you to not to to traumatize everybody again, but Grim Grinning Ghosts. When Danielle and probably Bobby, who knows who sitting with her, uh, stand in front of the haunted mansion and she like they have to have this dialogue uh, exchange. And I don't even remember what the actual lines are, but I just remember being like, don't give these kids lines. Uh, they don't want to deliver them. They don't want to say them. And it just made the whole like the, the entire thing didn't feature a a stop and kind of slowdown of dialogue until you really get to grim grinning ghosts where they do have that. Otherwise it's just like a group of kids screaming like a line or saying hooray. But then you have this moment of like calm. The kids run up to the, to the haunted mansion, the two kids in fact, and uh, they have this dialogue exchange. It just felt really weird and corny and they wanted almost as if they wanted to tell a story in this thing that, already had a story it was just a day at disneyland they're like how do we fit in the haunted mansion though <laughs> danielle has to have a dream about it um so in that like weirdness factor for you there's some there's some glimmers of it in disneyland fun for sure uh including the end with uh when you wish upon a star thing about uh beach party at walt disney world is that i do, i just wish that there was more like Disney songs in it. I think that when you come to a Disney sing along, you want some songs that you know. And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't know the limbo song. Like, even if I had to read it on screen, I'm not necessarily going to need it. That doesn't make, or I'm not necessarily going to know it ahead of time, which is an important part of some of these sing alongs, I think. It just feels like they, they, it, if you're looking at two, VHSs that are basically travel brochures for areas that they think families should go. The one that best displays the fun and the excitement and the Disney magic is definitely Disney fun. Uh, these are both Disney brochures. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Come bring your family to our our Polynesian and to Blizzard Beach and all of these things that we have here at Walt Disney World. Uh, and you'll have fun and you'll have you'll be able to go to 
these giant wave pools and, and Tigger of all characters is going to be your lifeguard because who doesn't trust Tigger to watch uh, over kids and, and be the lifesaver in case of danger? Like, also, in Beach Party, we talked about this with the camping one. We didn't talk about it with the Beach Party one. Barry, they let Goofy get his suit wet in this one. I know. He, it drives I, me insane. I I just, there's so much to unpack. And I, I just, like, don't know, like, what the production situation is like with that. Like, how many Goofy suits do you have on deck? The second right. it gets wet, I, I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of logistics, and i I think I think it's just clear that the um, the budget got higher. Like that's all that the beach party screams to me is like, we have more money. What are we going to do with it? And a, a, a qualm that I had with some of the animation uh, playlists in the other side of the bracket was that the later years they gave you a little too much context in the storytelling, like. You had to listen to Ariel tell Flounder why she's upset before she starts singing. When we've seen the movie, we want it. We just want to sing the songs. You get a lot of that in Beach Party. Uh, I point to Pirate's Life because you have to watch Peter Pan and and Captain Hook like fight for thirty seconds, and you're like, why? This should be. We should be singing right now. Why are we watching this fantastic performance? We should be. We should be singing. This. That's the point of these videos. While in Disneyland Fun, you're basically singing the entire time until Danielle shows up at the Haunted Mansion and has to talk about her daydream. You're basically singing along to songs that you, for the most part, know. Uh, Zippity Doodah. Uh, I don't like the song in the context of Song of the South, but I think that, like, you know, it works when it's just a song. They, you know, the best version in the world is featured in this where it's the rap version. <laughs> <laughs> and you you have to give it points for that. I I'm riding the number one into the finals here, which means Barry, you're breaking the tie. Disneyland fun versus beach party at Walt Disney World. I think everybody knows what I'm <laughs> gonna go with here, and and purely and purely because when you look at them as a whole, Disneyland fun has it all. It's like one complete package. You're getting like such great production of of all the rides of the songs which are disney songs when at the end of the day the beach party is like i really don't need to hear goofy sing hot 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 to me like i do is the thing i do need that (laughs) i i don't know i mean like maybe now i i appreciate it but like as a child like set our names free as like an icebreaker to learn everybody is like a little weird I just, I, the beach party's got a lot. I mean, Aladdin's rocking out on a guitar, and that I needed, but I didn't need Goofy. Hot, hot, hot. I just think, I just think the the overall um, product you're getting with Disney Fun is is what you want out of one of these tapes. All right, let's move on to our next final four matchup. It is the number ten. Be our guest first. Number three. I love to laugh. I I think I think we know where I'm going here. I think it's going to be I love to laugh. I think these songs are just a lot more fun to sing along to. Um you got the world's greatest criminal mind in the BR guest one which really brings down 
that playlist uh chim chim churi in that playlist is phenomenal but i think that like the world's greatest criminal mind was not that long of a song i feel like they could have found something to fit into that spacing that would have been a much better fit uh, because then that would have made the playlist pretty untouchable spoonful of sugar bella note heffalumps and woozles which is a deep cut but a fun one like you could salvage that playlist if you just got world's greatest criminal mind out of there which was just a bizarre bizarre choice um and this is where i contradict myself chris because in i love to laugh where do we go the laughing place and the laughing place is from song of the south as well now i know so zippity doodah for those who want to be slightly educated on the topic Song of the South is about this this black former slave telling these white kids about how great life is. And he's telling these stories because he's like magical and can talk to animals. And he he sings about how great it was, zippity doo when he was working out in the fields and would have these experiences with the animals, which is just kind of glorifying slavery, making it seem like, oh, no, it was great because black people got to be out there and be with the animals and they loved it and everything was fine. That's why that song is deemed not great. And that movie as a whole is canceled and why Disney kind of wants to remove themselves from that narrative in the 20. Where are we? 2020s took them that long. So uh, everybody has laughing place is also from Song of the South. But I had literally never seen the clip of this until we watched these VHSs. Um, what I guess might kind of save them is that they, instead of showing the clips of the movie uh, and until the very end, it's just a lot of clips of Disney characters laughing over the song. Um, and I also don't know the context of it because I've never watched this movie because we can't, it's not anywhere. Um, so contradicting myself a little bit with the number three pick because the song exists in the playlist uh but then you have like uh the the snow white washing song which is a, a fun nonsensical song you have super califragilistic which is great you have the the bower socks favorite quack 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 i'm dog duck um who's afraid of a big bad wolf is great i don't know i just get a lot of greatness out of this playlist despite the fact that uh, everybody has laughing places in it but i don't know that we know that context in order to apply it like we can something like zippity doodah where they just show shot for shot what was in the movie um and the br guest is not as strong when it comes to uh the their playlist especially with the great mouse detective song i'm going number three into the finals <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the inclusion of Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf. Oodalali, Alan Adale makes another appearance. Yep. Pink Elephants. Uh, I'm with you on the, the Mary Poppins stuff. Um, but Buttle Uddle Ub Dub? Yeah, from, the washing song. <laughs> not into that. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I know the Quack 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 Donald Duck song. But I I don't love it, honestly. Okay. Um, I think BR guess with the inclusion of those two Beauty and the Beast songs, which I think has one of the better like total soundtracks of in any Disney movie. Um, and and like anytime you include Sleeping Beauty, I know we don't 
we don't like Filthy Phil. We've canceled Filthy Phil before. We've questioned that Once Upon a Dream sequence before. Um, but but anytime that's involved, like it kind of piques my interest a little bit. You mentioned Bellanote being awesome. Uh, and and the world's greatest criminal mind. Yeah, it's not great, but you know what? I'm I'm willing to live with it. I think <laughs> I think be our guest is the choice for me. So Barry, you're gonna have to break a tie finally. I think I'm gonna have to go with be our guest because you're getting two Mary Poppins songs in this one too. You're getting Spoonful of Sugar and you're getting um, Chimchery which is like the trade-off that I'm going to have to deal with. I think going with catalog again, the only one that I really dislike is World's Greatest Kim- Criminal, where in the other one, there's a couple where I'm just like not thrilled. Um, it, I think it just has a stronger, stronger playlist, in my opinion. All right. So Be Our Guest moves to the finals to face Disneyland fun. It is a matchup between our number one seed and our number 10 seed. So, I mean, this is it. We finally arrived at the live action uh, (laughs) sing-along VHS versus the animated VHS. It was meant to be. I I really would love to pull for the animated, like, compilation. I, I do agree that... I do think that that be our guest probably has the more like recognizable lineup on it, objectively better playlist than Disneyland Fun. Uh, there's there's definitely some weird songs in Disneyland Fun. Not gonna lie, and like <laughs> the version of Grim Grim and Ghost we get is is not the good version. You know, yeah. I think I think Zippity Doodah is like a big highlight in Disneyland Fun, and so is walking right down the middle of main street USA and from like a song perspective and from a singing along perspective, the rest is just, it's pretty good. And then be our guests. Like you have so many that you genuinely want to sing along with because these are certified Disney slaps. The thing is these tapes, I mean, we're watching them in adulthood, but they are primarily geared towards children and learning how to read and learning how to music. Disneyland fun keeps your attention the whole time. The visuals, the music, the choreo. It's one of those things where it's 40 minutes or whatever, but it doesn't feel like it. It goes so, so, so fast. And like, yes, I'm very nostalgic for it. Yes, I probably have some bias towards it. But after watching every single one of these I truly believe that it stands above all the rest when it comes to quality. Might help that this was like one of the only tapes we have a high quality recording of, but I think um, I think it's just the best. So I, I'm crowning it the winner. I'm looking at the um, the BR guest playlist, and there's there's really only one miss. But I will also argue that Be- Beauty and the Beast, like the the song, is not matching the energy that a lot of the rest of this besides maybe Bella Note, but that's at least a shorter, slightly quicker song uh, to get through. And you got Beauty and the Beast and then World's Greatest Criminal Mind back to back, which feels like a wrong move. Beauty and the Beast is this ballad. It's this big moment. It's a, it's a waltz. 
and you should probably do what they did with Bella Note, which is spoonful of sugar, which is high high impact craziness. Bella Note, and then let's get weird with heffalumps and woozles. Like you, you bring that energy back up, bring the stimulation back up. Uh, so that that's a little bizarre. And then they basically do that with Chim Chim Cherry. Bring it back down to Once Upon a Dream and then bring it back up with the finale of Be Our Guest. So there's one little slip up in this, uh, maybe two slip ups in this playlist, but it's extremely good. Disneyland Fun, uh, the, the video and the visuals are what keep you there, right? Because you're not necessarily sitting there like, oh my God, walking right down the middle of Main Street USA. I've been waiting for this track. Like not, not really, but you're intrigued by watching this like parade that's happening in Disneyland. And we didn't even bring up that Mickey rolls up on a bicycle that is also a piano <laughs> like that. I wish I had seen that vehicle. I wish they still brought that out because what a contraption. That's a that's transport amazing. ride I would love to get on. <laughs> Um, and then you also just get the visuals of Disneyland in the late 80s, early 90s, where you get like the old Jungle Cruise loading and you get the keel boats uh, show up during making memories. Yep. During making memories. Um, you, you see a little girl that was not very into being at the petting zoo at the Big Thunder Ranch. Like there's a lot of things in this that are very like of the time. That is just a fun time capsule to watch as an adult. But then also as a kid, like you want to be those kids, right? You want to be at Disneyland. You want to be singing these songs with these characters. But it is tough because, you know, you get down walking down the middle of Main Street USA. At least you get following the leader that's not having any sort of reference to Native Americans in it. Then you get the great outdoors, which I don't know as a kid I would be super into. But then you get picked back up with Zippity Doodah. Rumbling my tumbly. It's a small world. Making memories is probably you're bringing back down. Grim grinning ghosts, you're being scared. And then you get brought back home. You're, you're soft. You're back home. Um, Yeah, I think that in this matchup, I am going to have to agree with you. And crown Disneyland fun, which just feels like the most quintessential uh, sing-along VHS as our best Disney sing-along VHS. And as we do at the end of every single bracket, we are going to clap it out. Barry, you are more partial to the animation sing-alongs. That sing-along in particular that made it to the finals, Be Our Guest, had quite the heavy-hitting playlist. Do you agree with us crowning this live-action number one seed as the best VHS? I think I do. I mean, this one holds a special place in my heart. And also at the end of the day, which is something I hadn't thought about until this very final um, <laughs> round, uh, is that this they put a lot of effort into it rather than the other <laughs> ones where they had already had these clips made for these movies and all they had to do yep. was splice them all together. This one, they had to produce it. They had to cast it. They had to learn choreo. They had to... A lot of work clearly went into Disneyland fun. I wish some of the other live action ones put maybe as much effort or as much mm. planning or as much um, thought as into it as Disneyland fun is did. 
they clearly got it right with this one and then tried to replicate it with the other ones and it just didn't work as well. But this one works so well. Um, I just think entertainment-wise, Disneyland fun, you could notice something new like we learned 20-something years later watching it. And you're not going to get that with the compilation ones. But yeah, I think just effort-wise, they they put on a show with Disneyland Fun rather than the other ones where they just spliced together some really popular song clips and that was it. But yeah, I'm very happy with the results here. I I don't want to uh, make us all feel old, but Disneyland Fun, Barry, it's not 20 years ago. I know. It was... 30 years ago. 30 years ago, but 20-something years ago that I watched it. So don't make me feel older than I need to. <laughs> Not to make us feel old. All right, Chris, we have uh, crowned the number one seed as the best of this bracket. And I think we probably made the right choice because this is an iconic VHS. There it is. And it's a number one seed finally prevailing. It's been a minute, it feels like. <clears throat> but we say that every time. So I don't really know. We'll have to go back. We'll have to go back and look at our Hall of Fame. Barry, thank you so much for joining us on this VHS 90s, 80s adventure. It was wild. It was weird. It was quite exhausting. So we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. I enjoyed it so much. It was a weird, weird look into my past uh, and I loved every second of it. Well, folks, you know how to reach us. You got something to say about these VHSs, these sing-alongs. Do you have memories of this? Do you have opinions of this? Do you have a bracket idea for a future Mouse Madness episode? We've done 100 episodes. That's 50 brackets plus a bonus Disney Bob bracket. <laughs> we, we, we need ideas, all right? We would love to hear from you. Email us at mousemadnesspodcast.gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All of those links into the description of this podcast. No funny outro for me this week, folks. Just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to this show up to this point. And we uh, hope to hang out with you more in the future. Take care. Oh,